Now we're doing something a bit different this morning. You'll see there's some stools coming out. Uh, we've, been, we've been speaking through a series called Owner Operator. And we've talked about how, how we've basically become, a, we are owner operators of our lives. The buck stops with us when it comes to how we live. And uh, so we, what we're doing is uh, we've talked about how we need to be owner operators of our own lives, uh, of, our, of our inner lives, of our relationships, and of our finances. And today we're talking about how we are owner operators of our calling. Of our calling. Uh, throughout the Old Testament, there are, uh, there are, there are stories of, of heroes of our faith who have a call from God. You just think Abraham called to be the father of many nations or Moses called to bring the Israelites out of Egypt or, or Esther called for such a time as this to see uh, the people of Israel saved uh, King David well I could go on and on people called in the Old Testament and didn't stop in the Old Testament either in the New Testament Jesus himself physically called people he said come follow me to fishermen to tax collectors he, he called them and, and down through the ages since, God has been calling people to follow after Him. And I don't think it's stopped. I don't think it's stopped in the 21st century. I don't think it's stopped now. I think God has a call for you and I today. And, uh, and it's an exciting call. And it's not just a, a call to ministry. I think often we get that um, in that mindset, oh, oh, they've been called to pastor or they've been called to, excuse me, to minister. But actually, our call goes beyond just that call, that the, the sacred call, if you like. There's also the call to the world. There's a call to other, other um, jobs and, and uh, roles in our lives. It's not just a call to ministry. In fact, we're all actually ministers. We're all called to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so today, we're going to do something a bit different. Rather than me just kind of talk to you and inspire you about people who've uh, got calls uh, on their lives from history. I want to get three people that you know up here who have the call of God on their lives. And we're going to do a panel and we're going to, and we're going to uh, talk to them about the call of God on their lives because most of us aren't called to be a pastor. Most of us are called to do other things in our world. And I want to, I want us to get some of the, bro- the breadth of the call of God. So why don't I invite the panelists up right now? We've got uh, we've got Alan, Alan McCullough. Come on down. Alan is a an ENT surgeon. Uh, I think the official term is otolaryngologist, but we'll, we'll just call him an ENT surgeon because it's easier to say. Uh, so grab a stool there, Alan. Then we've got uh, Natalie here, Natalie Merck. Come on up, Natalie. Natalie is a high school teacher at uh, Roncalli High School. And then we've got Angeline. Angeline, so come on up. Angeline is currently a mum uh, of a couple of beautiful children. She's also a trained uh, occupational therapist and has worked uh, in, in pediatrics and occupational therapy. So uh, I know it's a panel. It's a bit different because um, we're hip and cool. And we like to do things different here. Uh, so that doesn't mean that you're not responsive. In fact, you need to be even more encouraging and more responsive yeah. to our panelists. Okay? That's good. So... Thanks, Amanda. I've got, I've got my stool here. So um, we'll, we'll kick it off. Uh, we're, talking, we're talking calling. How, how did you guys, or how did you, how do you, 
discern your calling. How did you work out, this is what I feel God is calling me to do? Maybe throw it to, to Alan, first of all. I think first and foremost, um, I think I was lucky and, and I guess blessed to have been brought up in a, in a Christian household. So that was my, um, my understanding, um, and it's how I grew up, and it was uh, something that was instilled in me as a, as a kid. Um, I think from a, from a work perspective, though, it had a bit of a circuitous route. Um, I knew I wanted to do something um, that involved working with my hands. I knew that I wanted to do something that involved working with people. Um, and it started off thinking it was going to be veterinary science and then sort of went to medicine. But um, I think no matter what it was that I was uh, going to do, I knew that um, I wanted to do it to the best of my ability um, personally, but also that I wanted to... Um, live a life that would glorify God. Sure. Um, I haven't really discerned my calling completely yet, so I don't know if I can answer this question, but um, at different points in my life, I have felt directed by God to do certain things. Um, and that just comes with being part of the church, being part of an e-group, um, those things have really kept me um, hearing from God and encouraged me to pursue God's purpose in that season of my life. So, um, yeah, coming regularly to church and e-group and also obviously praying, um, spending time in worship with God, those sorts of things really have helped me to discern, yes, I'm supposed to be here or no, I'm not sort of thing. Yeah. So it's an ongoing kind of journey. Like you, yeah. you said, it's quite circuitous how you got there. Would you say the call of God is is specific or, or it can actually be quite broad? I mean, I know for myself, when I started studying, I just wanted to help people. That was kind of the, I felt God calling me into some kind of health science. But it wasn't physio at that point. It was just kind of, would you say that the call of God can be actually quite broad? Absolutely. I think um, God calls us in whatever we do, um, whether it's in a um, service industry like medicine um, or whether you are serving coffee in a coffee shop or, uh, you know, doing somebody's accounts. I think um, God calls us all to um, reflect his, his um, life purpose. Um, and I think for me personally, it was fairly specific. I always knew it was going to be surgery, but I think that's more my personality. I, I like the instantaneous gratification. Um, but uh, I, I think it can be very broad. And do you think there's a, like Nat was saying, you haven't fully worked out your calling. Do you think there's a, like a, a seasonality to it? Like you're called for something at a certain point in time, but then that might not be, you know, 10 years down the track, that might have changed. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think some people, for example, I have a good friend who always knew that she wanted to go to Africa and work with orphans or some kind, you know, children in some capacity. She always knew she wanted to do that, and now she's living that call. Whereas for me, I've never had anything, you know, obvious and specific like that. So it definitely is a seasonal thing, and it changes over time. Although I think the things that I do are aligned with maybe a bigger yeah. call that I somehow don't see yet, but I'm kind of journeying towards it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, on that note, do you think you can have multiple callings? I mean, it sounds like your friend had one clear thing, but do you feel like you can have multiple callings? Yeah, definitely. I think you can be called perhaps in a certain way in the church. You can be called to do something within your family. You can be called to do something different in the community. Perhaps they all line up. Perhaps they're all different. But in all areas of your life, you may have different many calls within, I guess, your greater call. Yeah, yeah. well, that's my opinion. Um, um, <clears throat> yes, I think that um, the way I've looked at it, you know, when you sent me the questions and I was like, oh, my calling, ooh, it's like a big scary word. And the way I look at it is it's not really like a calling where you have dreams and visions or God appears or an angel comes or something, but it's more like something that God tells you to do in whichever form, and in different, obviously different times of your life, you're called to do or told to do different things. Yeah. And how I knew that I was told to parent my children was they arrived <laughs> in our house. <laughs> so, looked around, nobody else going to be their mother. I guess that. I'm their mother. <laughs> so, by default, Blame really. For that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's not a big scary thing, it's just, a, you know, whatever at the moment. Obviously not about parenting, but have you guys ever felt uh, doubts about your calling, that whether you're doing the right thing, this is actually what you're called to do? Yeah. You can't put the kids back, that's a given, but, you know, the other parts. Um, the short answer is yes. It's, I think that even though you know that you've been told to do something by God, and therefore all the resources of heaven are at your disposal, blah, 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 it's still hard work. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, we'll just, you know, float through. And um, there's still, it's a journey, and it's still every day, every week, it's like, oh, maybe I should go do something else instead, <laughs> or help, I'm obviously the wrong person, or, you know, doubts come, but you have to, or I have to, every day I have to reaffirm, nope, you know, God is my strength, and it's not me who has to do it on my own strength, thank God, and, you know, I trust you, God. It's very, it's very, I don't know, how would you say, very moment to moment for me. Yeah, um, I definitely had doubts. When I um, finished high school, I went to Bible college in 2008. And during that time, I was thinking about going to university and doing a particular um, course in communications. And um, at the end of Bible college, that felt really confirmed. A lot of people had said, yes, this is what God's calling you to do. And this is where I felt, yep, this is where my strength will lie and I'll go and do this course. At the end of the course or even part way through the course in sort of second year, third year, I just felt so tired and it was so hard. And um, when you're at the end of a long life of just being in school for 15 years, then going straight into university and all that, I think you get really tired of studying. <laughs> Any students out there know what I'm talking about. So it was exhausting, but what really, um, I guess, I pushed through because I felt like God had called me to that. And afterwards, I started working in the industry, and it was horrible. <laughs> and I thought, God, well, I thought you called me to do this. I thought this is where you wanted me to be, but this sucks, and it's really, really hard, and I'm getting really down on um, myself and even like just feeling so confused about where my call had gone. And I thought that being called to this would make it easy, would make it fun, would make it um, satisfying, yeah. but it wasn't. And... Um, that was really confusing, and I had a lot of doubts about my call at that stage, um, so I went off and did something else, and right. that was good. But, yeah, I definitely had doubts. Yeah, do you think there's a myth that 
if you're called to do something, it's going to be easy. It's just going to come naturally, and you're just going to find it easy. Would you say, yep, someone to speak that? That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be, but often I think sometimes we don't fulfill our calling because we don't push through. Yes. Uh, and possibly, you know, there's a, there's, there are moments when we think, man, I just want to give this up. Uh, I know for myself and my calling, there are times when I think, oh, do I really want to, is this is hard work, God? Do I really want to keep going? What is it that, that holds you in that moment? Um, I think remembering that if God has told me to do something, then to be faithful to that and not give up just because it's hard because a lot of worthy things in life are hard and if we just only did easy things, then the world would be very... <laughs> not functioning as well, I think, you know. I think, too, we need to, and I agree with you, I, I don't think it is easy, um, but I think we also need to make a, a distinction between um, what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. in other words, the mundane of waking up, feeding the kids, taking them to school, doing your job, coming home, feeding the kids, putting them to bed, and starting it all over again. Um, and realizing that that needs to run parallel with our walk with Christ, and that you need to find um, you need to find a, your walk with God in that mundane. Um, it's not always going to be you know groundbreaking new yeah. stuff and thinking, "Wow, this is fantastic!" and and you know the, the fire is there. Um, a lot of it is just mundane, and I think. We need to walk with God in that mundaneness um, and realize that we're not there to um, serve ourselves, to build ourselves up, to put ourselves, um, you know, uh, in, a, in a sort of a, a pinnacle, but we're there to actually um, serve God in whatever we do. Um, and whether that's your day-to-day -day job or whether that's something that you feel called to do, um, that's our job. It's good. So, I mean, we've talked mainly about how our, our jobs are part of our calling, but obviously our calling is wider than just the jobs we do. Maybe, and you could talk to this as a, as a stay-at-home mum at the moment, how, how you work out your calling as a mum. Work in progress. <clears throat> but um, to be honest, being a mum is um, the hardest thing I've ever, ever done. And, um, and I know everybody's experiences are different, but I'm not a person that, you know, ever since I was a child, I wanted to grow up and get married and have babies. I did not. And so how that all came about is, you know, interesting God's journey for me. But I would say that the day-to-day the -day stuff with the kids is very much an outworking of my faith because every moment I have to lean into Him, every moment... I have to be like, God, you are bigger than this. Help, help, you know. Um, and, and that shows, you know, that, it, that is manifested in, our, in my uh, interactions with the kids because I'm always saying, let's pray about that. Help Jesus. And even now, Matilda will say, dear Jesus, please help mommy to feel better. <laughs> mommy is grumpy. <laughs> so it's very humbling as well. But um, yeah, it's, I think that if I had gone, you know, if I am, if I were currently doing something that was easy for me and it's going well and it's wonderful, I don't think I would 
call on God so much. Sure. I'll be like, oh yeah, I can do this, you yeah, know. I'm, yeah, so definitely this is for, it has been good for my, for my walk with God. Yeah, that's a great point that, that sometimes the, the hardness of the journey, the, the, the challenge of your call mm-hmm. actually produces Christ in you. It produces oh, yeah. the fruit of the Spirit, the, the patience, especially mm-hmm. with children, the, you know, the <laughs> kindness, the love, the, and, and as you say, relying on God. Yep. That, that's awesome. What would you say, I mean, what's the difference between just, you know, maybe I'll throw this one back to you, Alan, doing your job as a surgeon and, and being called to it? Like what, how does it change how you do your job, the fact that you feel called by God to do it? I think that's an interesting question. For me, it's um, it's quite easy because of the job that I do. Um, I think we uh, have interactions with people um, when they're probably at their most vulnerable, um, um, when they are questioning an existence of God, um, why this has happened to me, why I find myself in this position. Um, and so I think the job that I do puts me at a unique position to be able to interact with people um, from that point of view. And I think, um, you know, I, I welcome that role. Um, I think it's, it also does make me question, and, and I've certainly gone through many situations. Um, it's, it's very much a case of the more you do, the, the less you know, um, or the more questions you have. Um, I think... There have been many situations in my life where I've questioned God and I've said, uh, why have you allowed this to happen? Why is this happening to this family, to you know, this person? Um, and I don't have all the answers. Um, I have a long list of questions to ask him when I see him. But I do think that um, the job that I do just puts me in a unique position with people. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Do you think... Um, because you feel called, and I throw this to anybody, you you feel a greater sense of um, a desire to do it to the best of your ability, to be excellent in what you do, rather than because you're not just going through the motions. You're feeling a sense of of calling to do it. Does that help you when it when it is hard or when it's you just want to you know slacken off? Do you find that helps knowing that you're called to do it? That was all the talking. Um, yes, I do. I, I, I do think it does help. Um, I, I'm a naturally competitive person, and so I always want to do things to the best of my ability. But I do sometimes find that that can be counterproductive. I do tend to sometimes then sit back and go, uh, am I doing this in my own ability, or am I doing it in, in you know, through the grace of God and the, and the abilities that he's given me? Um, and as you say, when things get tough and you feel that um, upwhelming emotion of, uh, I can't do this, that's when you then tend to draw on, on the, you know, the strength that God gives you. Um, so I think it's a double-edged sword, and I'm still, still in a process of learning of how to marry the two of doing stuff in your own abilities Realizing that it's it's God's blessing on my life that He's provided me with these talents. Yeah. And I'll add to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think 
for me, being or doing things with excellence is part of my Christian journey yeah. um, rather than perhaps what I'm called to do at the moment, although obviously they work together. Um, and actually, I had a revelation last week, well, when you were speaking about, um, you know, money and when you're working, God gives us all the money we have. He provides everything we need. So actually working is not really for money. It's for service. And that really transformed the way I view my job and where I'm at at the moment. And I was like, yeah, I have been just working to get paid, but really I need to be working as if I'm serving God. So I think that spirit of excellence, and it comes from our, our values, doesn't it? H-E-A-R-T. Um, e for excellence. And as a church, we want to build a spirit of excellence as well because we want to see um, everything we do as service towards God so or to people on God's behalf. So, yeah, I really value excellence and I get really disappointed when I'm not excellent and I actually beat myself up over it. And there is grace within that. You can't um, be perfect. You know, there's a difference between excellence and perfectionism. And, yeah, you, there's grace within that. But, yeah, being excellent, I think, is... Um, a foundational Christian sort of spirit, I suppose. That's cool. So, uh, Nat, you said earlier that uh, you weren't even sure that you're, you're living in, you know, or the, the role you're doing as a teacher is your calling. How do you, how do you deal with that tension of, or perhaps I'm not, you know, doing what I believe I'm called for and, and what is the thing? Because I, I know there's probably a lot of people here today and they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in this job or doing this thing and it's not what I feel called to do. I know there's something out there for me, but, and there's a tension there. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I think um, because my calling is so ephemeral, it's okay for me to be in my job at the moment and I feel like that's the place for me. So um, in terms of having a tension, yeah, there is a bit of tension, but not to the point where I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm not kind of thing. So that's maybe a blessing in disguise. Um, with my job, it's really funny when you're at Teachers College and people are like, oh, I want to be a teacher because I want to change the lives of children and I want to be a teacher to um, do all these amazing kind of things. And I'm thinking, I just want to be a teacher because it seems like a fun job. <laughs> like the actual practicality of doing different things every day and having some office time and being in front of the kids and, you know, the colleagues are great and all that sort of stuff. That's what attracted me to teaching. Um, and while I love um, the students and I love teaching them things, it's, yeah, it's more the job itself that I enjoy. So, um, yeah, perhaps that's a bit selfish, but I think my calling is, yeah, a bit uncertain. And I know it's to do with um, atmosphere and communication and those sorts of things. So I feel like teaching is perhaps a stepping stone into that. Um, and... Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> Dealing with that tension. Well, maybe I'll throw yeah. it to Anne because uh, Anne at the moment is being a mum, um, but I know that, you know, you've been in OT and so there's, I'm not sure, I haven't talked to you what your plans are, whether you want to go back to that, whether your calling is something else. But yeah. how do you deal with that tension, doing something and holding, you know, yeah. that's, that call just out there? Well, before um, we had kids, I kind of had this dream or vision or idea or something of doing this thing. I don't know whether it was my calling, but it was like a bit like Minette, like that sounds like a good idea and it'll be fun and it'll be hard work, but it'll be rewarding. But, um, and then that got shelved when we had children. But I kind of see everything along the way as training because 
Um, I believe that God is sovereign and He knows what's happening. There's no oopsie moments and there's no like, you know, He's not going to be like, oh no, ended this thing. Why did she go and do that thing for, you know, because it doesn't throw Him off. I believe that, you know, all these things which seem like, oh, it's not really related or how am I going to get there? It's, um, you know, it's going to teach you something in some fashion. And, you know, like the Israelites wandering around the desert, they're not going to, you know, what, why do they wander around for, apart from, you know, because of what they did. But, you know, um, the, all that stuff in the Bible, all these people, they, they were prepared for a long, long, long time. It wasn't like, today I got the dream, tomorrow I became whatever. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that I have to be patient and let God be God and let God work it out in His time and His way. Very good. So it's like a training oh, yeah. for the next step. Yep. That's great. Yep. How, do you, how do you guys uh, marry up your, your specific calling you know, to your roles with the overarching call of, uh, of Jesus that is to you know, go and make disciples of all people, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? You know, that overarching call, how do, you, how do you tie those two together? That has always been my call, my primary call, and that to me is very important, and that to m that call has held me, um, and it has guided me, and it helps shapes, shape my decision-making, um, because as I say, my call is a bit, I don't know, um, but that call is concrete, and I know that that's what God is asking me to do, so I try really hard to facilitate opportunities to meet non-Christians, to talk to them about God, to, you know, do all that stuff because it's really important to me to be going out and making those disciples. So um, those, yeah, even though that is for, you know, that call is for everybody um, and we should all be um, working towards that. But yeah, so for me, it's really important and it's actually grounded me for a lot of um, the time. And sometimes, yeah, when things do seem a bit up in the air and God hasn't delivered the lightning bolt word to you and maybe you're not sure of things you can always hold fast to that to that call and to that promise and um, make your decisions with that in mind yeah yeah it's something that I've wrestled with um, I don't um, find it easy talking to strangers about my um, beliefs and 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 God um, I tend to marry that in, in my job with um, doing what I do for God's purpose. And if that then impacts somebody else and they ask me, I will then tell them um, how I feel. Um, and I think it served me well up until now. I think um, you also need in this day and age to be careful about... Um, you know, thrusting your beliefs on somebody else and, and, and saying, I think, particularly when um, people are in a vulnerable situation. Um, but I do think that it, it hopefully shines through me um, and that people go, hmm, something's different. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I feel that, and uh, so I'm a pediatric physio uh, half the time, and I, f I find that tension is there. And I think it's, it comes down to hearing the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there is a moment that, yeah, you can offer to pray for someone or you can, you can you know, invite them to church or, or share about God. But often, you, you know, if you don't want to force that, but you want to be hearing what God is saying in that space. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you find distract or detract from 
your call? Um, and how do you overcome those things? Day-to-day life. <laughs> the, the mundane. Um, I, I just think we live in a world of so many distractions, um, and it's so easy to um, just be distracted. Um, and so, I, I so do you have disciplines in your life that you help that help you overcome those? You do. You have you have to put disciplines in. Um, and I'm not always. Uh, it's a bit like the New Year's resolutions. You know, they start off great, and then uh, you know the Bible verses tend to sort of stack up because you haven't been keeping to the schedule that you'd set yourself. Okay. Um, so I, it is. It's an ongoing process for me. But I think you have to have those disciplines because if you just think that it's going to happen, it's not. Yeah, for me, it's um, it, the everyday life is my job at the moment, so it is very challenging, and um, I, have to, I find that I have to set aside time to pray, um, to study the Bible, because otherwise, nothing's feeding me, because I'm always giving, 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 and everyone's demanding, 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 and in a nice way, not always. Um, and um, so I find that, you know, on the days that I'm not connected to God, then I'm just frazzled and grumpy, and, you know, and everybody else is as well. But on the days that I, you know... Um, remember to go to God first, then, then it kind of like filters down as well to the kids. And not that they, be, they behave better, but like if we, you know, um, I remember to put on some praise music instead of just, you know, just something else, whatever, other strategies. Um, and then, you know, it just permeates the house with um, more peace, cooperation, yeah. nice things from the Holy Spirit, not things from me. That's good. Yeah. That's, good. That's cool. Um, how do you find uh, the role of, of church in your calling, the, you know, the coming together, serving in church and, and e-groups? How does that help work out your call? For me, it's a great source of support and encouragement because I see other people as well. And then we, you know, talk about stuff and everybody is struggling with something. And, that's, and then that reminds me that it's normal to struggle, that we're humans and we're not God or angels or anything like that. And so then I don't feel so bad. Um, you know, because in, in my job or my current situation, I don't get to be with other workmates who, you know, then we discuss things or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's um, quite isolating. And then when I, you know, catch up with uh, mums or church people, or, and that really, you know, it kind of fortifies me. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think it's, it's about relationship. Um, I don't think you can develop relationships by coming for an hour on a Sunday. Um, so for me, it's, a, it's a, an ability to be able to um, sow into other people's lives and have them sow into mine, have some accountability with other people, and to uh, really develop relationships where you can discuss things um, that you wouldn't with somebody in the... 60 seconds that you have on Sunday. Serving really, um, again, is another foundational thing in my life. And I believe that over the years, as I've served in all sorts of different ministry, ministry areas of the church, I've discovered more about myself and more about, okay, I think my calling is, is right. more this than that. Um, and I really believe that serving is amazing it's hard and you feel like yeah you're giving and giving and um, sometimes it seems like thankless work but serving really helps me stay grounded in my relationship and connection with God and 
yeah, you meet people, you talk to people, they can help kind of confirm maybe your call or um, pray for your call for you or with you. Um, yeah, so serving is just a great way to meet people and just to stay grounded in your relationship with God and be actively outworking your faith, not just um, resting in it. Yeah, and being stagnant, yeah. Very good. Awesome. Well, we're just about um, up. So uh, any final thoughts on on your calling, how you are responsible, how you steward your calling well uh, in, your, in your life? Yeah, I think we have, as you said, lots of different callings, and they come at different seasons of our life. And I think, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to have... Um, a job and a family and children uh, to sow God's word into, then um, it's a huge challenge um, and not always an easy one, but it's, uh, I think that's what call God calls us to do. I think it's okay to take risks and try new things and fail. And I think it's okay not to be sure what your calling is and not to um, feel down about that, but to just walk in God's grace. And I think that, um, yeah, your calling may be that specific go to Africa or it may be something to do with atmosphere, but I don't know what. Um, thanks, God. So, you know, it could be very ephemeral. It could be very certain. But in any case, yeah, working it out in God's grace is where you need to be. And, um, yeah, calling does drive you and propel you and it keeps you um, focused. But coming to church and serving and going to e-group and all that kind of stuff contributes to that as well. So, yeah, it's a very I think it's very practical to think about your call as something that's developing and part of your everyday life and not necessarily something that's um, in the clouds. Um, but, yeah, I'm a very practical person, so I find it hard to be... <laughs> yeah. I think one big thing I've learned in my life is to let God be God and just be patient. And um, something that I heard once before was that God is the shepherd and we're the sheep, right? So the, the shepherd is the one who is responsible for making the sheep understand what, the, what they're supposed to do, not the sheep. And I used to be hung up about like, oh, what if I heard it wrong or what if I, whatever. But actually, God knows me, he made me, and he's going to communicate to me in a way that I understand. So I don't have to worry about like missing out or getting it wrong. Or, and, and most of the time when there's like, when you feel like, oh, that's not happening, it's because there's something going on in the background and I have to be patient. It's not going to happen tomorrow or... Wow, some real wisdom there, eh? Let's give it up for our panelists. Come on, let's thank them. You guys. Can